This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. ...the NBA and NFL for ESPN in New York is Om Youngmasuk, and he joins us right now in the Orion Fuel and Downstairs Convenience Store's guest line. They're truly steps beyond convenient. Thank you for taking the time to come on with us today. Hey guys, what's going on? Oh, oh my, we don't have to ask you that question. We have to ask you what's not going on up there. I don't even know where you want to start. Well, first of all, let's start here because you you have a new podcast, right? Uh, Yeah, we've been, uh, we do a podcast on the True Hoop uh, Nation on ESPN and it's it's on the weekend. So, but we get to talk about a lot of different things. It's the first all Asian uh, American sports podcast, so it's pretty cool. That's cool, and and, and y'all y'all have our former girl uh, Prim Saripapat because she you yes, know, she was down yes. here, yeah. So yeah, Prim Prim loves her Miami. She misses Miami a lot, and it's Prim uh, Carrie Child. And then we bring on a lot of guests. If it's like Cassidy Hubbard or Michelle Steele, uh, Pablo Torre, we have a lot of different people we brought on last week. I think last week we had uh, Don Don Yee, Tom Brady's yep. agent. Yep. To talk about the missing jersey. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's beautiful. So yeah. Prim misses Miami, so she and Dwayne Wade have something in common. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Prim, def- Prim definitely misses Miami. So I don't think she's too happy with the uh, weather of Northeast, especially this week. Yeah, yeah, no joke. All right, so let's let's work backwards uh, on the, the um, James Dolan with, with all these Knicks players surrounding him at the Garden. You, you thought what about that scene? <laughs> you know, Perk, uh, you and I go way back, back to the days of the Heat-Knicks yeah. battles, and we've seen some pretty crazy stuff, and I've seen some unbelievable things at Madison Square Garden from, you know, the night that, that Jeff was hanging on Zoe's leg to, you know, Allen Houston's shop, but just like just really bizarre stuff at the Garden that's happened over the years. This, though, I think may take the cake. I mean, the, the night that Charles Oakley, just to see like a – a guy that's so beloved in New York, still worshipped by fans, and he himself still thinks of himself as a Nick. I mean, think about it. He hasn't been a Nick since 1998 when he was traded for Marcus Camby, which he was absolutely devastated. But he still thinks of himself as a Nick, loves New York City. And then his long feud with Charles Dolan, uh, not Charles Dolan, Jim Dolan, just basically boils over to the point where, you know, guards are taking him down and he's arrested and it's a very public scene in Madison Square Garden. And now it's just it's 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 like getting out of control because like that night when it happened, I was at the garden until like three thirty in the morning because like I called up his friend, his best friend Jason Williams, the former net, mm-hmm. who if you remember he, he got into trouble when he accidentally shot his limo driver, mm-hmm. but he had been in and out of rehab for a long time and says he just basically has been he celebrated his one year anniversary of staying sober. But the reason why I called him was because the Knicks had put out a statement saying how belligerent Oakley had been. And at the end of that statement, and, I'm, and let me just tell you, Park, this statement came out like, I mean, Charles Oakley, the, 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 the floor was still warm from Charles Oakley <laughs> being on that floor, okay? And the statement had come out saying, we hope he gets some help. Right. And I so I reached out to Jason because I wanted to see, number one, Jason's perspective being best friends with Oak, 
I mean, Oak is a guy that calls him every day at 7 a.m. to check on him, and they talk three times a day. And Jason, who I think is living now in South Florida and was in a rehab center down there, in order to stay on the right track, he, he basically volunteers at a rehab center. Oak has visited him numerous times. And Jason was furious because his point was uh, you can't just go around and recklessly say somebody needs help, especially if you look at Dolan's past and that he had been in rehab himself. He kind of said that it was like crossing the line and that Oakley doesn't have an alcohol problem or anything like that. And I said, well, what if he has an anger issue problem? And he said, well, it certainly wasn't a problem for the Knicks when he was on the floor, was it? <laughs> you know, and. And then I said, well, does he have any problem? Does he have a, does he have a Dolan problem? And, you know, in classic Jason, Jason way where Jason likes to joke about things. But Jason was serious for this entire talk until this point when I said, does he have any other issue? And he said, well, yeah, he has, a, he has an issue with enunciation. If you know his oakisms, his oakisms are horrible. But other than that, Jason said that, you know, Oakley uh, doesn't have a problem and that this is really all on Dolan. And, and Dolan's not going to win this war against the fans. And now – Today, I saw Stefan Bondi from the New York Daily News tweet that Al Sharpton may get involved. And oh, I, think, I think the mayor in Brooklyn was supposed to have a meeting uh, with Dolan perhaps today to discuss that he was upset. And he said that it reminded him of Eric Garner minus the chokehold wow. from cops wow. and that this was a racial thing. So this is not wow. going to get better for Dolan. And I believe our, our guy Frank Isola of the New York Daily News is reporting that it, it, there's a possibility – according to a source that Adam Silver and MJ may be pulled into this to try and broker some sort of peace between the, between the guys and lift the ban. Oh, I'm, uh, Josh Friedman here. By the way, a texter writes in, just sort of tongue-in-cheek here, the Miami Heat should sign Oakley as an assistant coach and then see how that ban works out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think there's a, like, I think Windhorst, I think Brian Windhorst said something like, uh, when the Cavs return to Madison Square Garden, LeBron, and and his people have like uh, so, a few seats in the front row that they own or they have. And he's like, you wouldn't be surprised if, if, if Oakley were sitting there. That would be very, very awkward. But, I mean, Oakley uh, supposedly is not even allowed in the building. And in the past, according to Oak's friends, and, and Oakley himself said this, whenever he would come in, and remember, he would have to buy his own ticket. Right. There was no such thing as a comp ticket from people from Madison Square Garden because they knew if they gave Oakley or left Oakley a ticket, there was going to be trouble. So Oakley would buy his own tickets, and whenever he would come in, it wouldn't be long if he got to his seat that guards would come up to him and basically say, what are you doing here? And they would Jeez. follow him around, according to Oak and his friends. Yeah, so was, I heard Oakley say that. Yeah. Is Phil Jackson just relieved because now no one's talking about him and Melo anymore? I mean, this thing is – that seems to have taken a backseat to uh, the latest soap opera in New York. So that's like the one thing where a lot of fans are like, oh, Nick's PR is so smart. They managed to put Phil Mello <laughs> on the side burner there and I, at the back burner. And I'm like, uh, you're, you're giving the Knicks too much credit because this really is more about Dolan and and how, you know, he's he's stubborn and petty when it comes to Charles Oakley. And, you know, but like Friday was a surreal day because Friday they started presenting evidence. They started handing, yeah. you know, Nick's PR was emailing us basically written statements from, fa uh, from like, employees from the moment he walked through the door all the way to the moment he got through the gate. I mean, literally, there's, like, eyewitness accounts saying, oh, he entered the elevator, according to the elevator employee, and this is what he was <laughs> acting like and blah, 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 this. And it was, like, literally step by step until he got to his seat. Wow. And and so how how much bad behavior was documented on that? Because I, I thought they said there were some videos, but nothing shown on, on the on the videos. I might yeah, be they, that they, mistaken. They sent like a video 
where it was like a frame by frame. It was like a camera angle that was facing them, so you could see Dolan, and then you could see Oakley behind him. And at this point, like uh, there was like a a woman who was like a server who was talking to Oakley, and then they used some of the accounts from these people that you know were talking to Oakley what what they were saying and. This one woman was saying, Oakley just kept saying, why are those guys looking at me? Why are they looking at me? Meaning the security guards in the corner before they actually approached him. And then I think once the security guards approached Oakley, I think that's when things escalated. But the other accounts of like once he got through security, when he went to the elevator, I think the person in the elevator said he was very upset that he didn't get on the elevator because it was full at one point. But everybody else was kind of like it was really weird. They all kept saying, we didn't know who he was. We just knew he was a former player. And we didn't know it was Charles Oakley, but we should have done something. And I think when they all meant they should have done something, they, they don't really explain what that is. But right. I think they meant he wasn't supposed to be there because they didn't want him in the building to begin with. Wow. So Om Young, Young this, uh, joins us here from uh, ESPN in New York. So what, what's the next chapter in this? Do you have any idea where this story goes? No. I mean, I... I mean, you have Al Sharpton mentioned in there and the Brooklyn mayor, uh, you know, at the borough mayor. I think things are starting to spin in a way where it could become political. And if Adam Silver or Michael – now, Michael was contacted that night. Uh, Michael was trying to get in touch with Charles, and and I think he might have – like he reached out to Charles. I don't know. And I think they've talked since. But – Michael and, and Charles go way back to, you know, when they were Bulls, obviously. And then, you know, a lot of the former Knicks, you know, Larry Johnson had spoken to Frank Isola and said that he felt torn about going to the Garden because Larry is like kind of an ambassador for the Knicks, yet he loved Oak so much. And I think you could probably – I don't want to speak for them, but I'm sure John Starks, I'm sure Alan Houston feel the same way. They absolutely love Charles Oakley. So, uh, you know, I don't think this is just going to go away quietly I mean, it seems like it's gaining more and more steam until maybe the commissioner steps in. Because it, this Al Sharpton thing in the tweet said that if, if the, the ban's not lifted, they're going to start thinking about picketing outside the garden. Mm-hmm. Now, there was one little movement among Twitter where fans were saying, boycott the game if you're going to the game. I don't think that'll happen because, Perk, like the fans are not the same what they used to be back in the 90s. Right. Now it's more corporate. And there's a lot of tourists at the Garden. The Garden's packed every night, okay? But they're not like those hardcore Knicks fans. They're more like people who just happen to go, you know, every other game or something like that because they got a ticket through sponsors or they literally are tourists. So it's not going to be those type of fans that are really going to boycott something. But if there's a picket outside Madison Square Garden, that would be pretty interesting to see. Well, um, uh, you know what? I was going to ask you to come in on either uh, Derek Jeter and, and the baby or Victor Cruz, <laughs> but somebody sent in a, somebody sent in a good text here. Uh, what's the root of the Dolan Oakley beef? Because I, I, I thought I heard Howard Beck uh, over the weekend uh, saying that he hasn't heard anything solid. It's just kind of some some whispers about some some missed meetings and stuff like that. Do you know the root of this? I think uh, – I don't know if there was a, one exact moment of anything that happened. I just think Charles Oakley is so old school to the core that when you talk to him during all these years when the Knicks were struggling and you ask him, what do you think about what the Knicks are doing and, and how things are going, how can it be fixed, he doesn't spare anybody. And, and he would often criticize the owner. And Jim Dolan doesn't like that. Like, like – the minute I heard I, – I wasn't even supposed to be at the game that night when Oakley got kicked out, but I was on my way to the game because I was going to go talk to some Clippers assistants after the game. So I was listening to the game on the radio on my way in. I was like, yeah, I'll just show up in the first quarter. 
Like, I'd never do that. Normally, I show up earlier, but I was in Bristol and Connecticut for some meetings, and I heard on the radio when they said the Knicks players were looking to the side because there was, a, there was some sort of commotion going on, and a fan is being escorted out right near the Knicks bench. When I heard that, I knew that was trouble because – Typically, if that happens, a fan is heckling Dolan, who sits adjacent to the Knicks bench, and you kind of can't do that at Madison Square Garden. And so I knew something was up with Dolan, and that's the thing. He doesn't, he's sensitive. He doesn't like criticism, especially from one of his alumni. And so Oakley just never lets, he never lets back on that. And so I think at some point, you know, uh, Dolan didn't want him in. Now, Jason Williams said there was a point years and years ago where they said, this is New York. Come on, we've got to have you guys meet. And according to Jason Williams, he put those two in a room for like five minutes. And he said for two minutes, they just stared at each other and didn't say anything. And he said it was like two little kids. They just stared at each other and didn't say anything. And he goes, and then finally they just left. Wow. If you, if you, now, Jason does have a – Jason does love to tell stories. So, uh, you know, Oakley says that they've never – They've never gotten in a room and met that he would want to. But then, of course, Oakley can't help himself. And in a New York Times feature about a year ago, he said, yeah, you can lock us up in a room. You might need police to be outside that door. (laughs) And then, you know, he also said something like, because Oakley likes to cook. He said, sure, I'd like to cook for Dolan. You know, I might put something in his food, (laughs) you know. So, So, like, he's, like, kind of joking about it, you know. And I think Oakley, if he ever did meet him, I think maybe it, it, I just don't. Th- I just think they're both really stubborn. But I think it's going to be hard for Dolan to really let go. On the way out here, I threw out to our listeners tongue and cheek on Friday. Suppose Miami came calling and said in New York, "We'll give you Marlins owner Jeffrey Loria straight up for Charles for uh, for James Dolan." Whose side? Ter- yeah. who, what? Whose side accepts that deal? Who's to, who, which side turns it down? <laughs> I don't know. That's uh, I'll probably I'll probably leave that one alone. Uh, I think Knicks fans though are probably. Judging by what I've read and seen from Knicks fans on my Twitter timeline in my mentions in the last days, they're all kind of just tired of Dolan. Like after Dolan went to talk on the radio, and listen, we hadn't even heard from Dolan in like three years since Phil was hired. And so Dolan basically was like, yeah, I want to win, but, you know, he's he's leaving everything to Phil Jackson, which I think he kind of likes that Phil Jackson will take the bullets from him there. But all the stuff he said about Oak, Knicks fans were just like, get rid of him already. They were They were really upset. It's like he's only just pushed the Knicks fans' buttons even more with this Oakley thing. Well, there's a lot going on up there. Uh, you you just got one soap opera after another, and thank you for uh, for sharing the latest chapters with us. Thanks, Ohm. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks. Right. That was Ohm Young-Misuk, and we appreciate it. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.